Welcome to the 25th episode of the Front End Happy Hour. We had a request from one of our listeners to do an episode on mentorship and share our thoughts on having a mentor as we learn and grow. So in this episode, we talk about starting out as a junior developer and how mentors have helped us shape into senior developers. Let's go around the table and give brief introductions of today's episode's panelists. Stacy, do you want to start it off? Sure. I'm Stacy London. I'm a front-end dev at Atlassian. Uh, my name is Derek Showers. I'm a senior software engineer at LinkedIn. My name is Sarah Showers. I am a software engineer at LinkedIn, minus the senior. <laughs> minus the senior. <laughs> so then you'll be sharing good mentorship about growing into a senior. Sure will. Great. And I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm a software engineering manager at Netflix. In each episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast, we all like to choose a keyword that if it's mentioned at all, we will all take a drink. What did we decide today's keyword is? Learning. 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 So if we say the word learning at all, we will all take a drink. All right, let's get started. I'd like to start off by saying, did you have a mentor throughout your career? Does, has anyone actually had a mentor? I don't think I've ever officially had somebody that was assigned to me as a mentor. But there's definitely a lot of people that I've met and have relationships with that I would classify as mentors for sure. Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't think I've actually asked someone, hey, will you be my mentor? I definitely have a lot of colleagues throughout my career that I consider mentors and I've learned a ton from. Cheers. I've already said the word learn. <laughs> Cheers. But yeah, I've you know, grown by just using them, bouncing ideas off them. I've also found that I've even had managers or people in leadership roles that have really helped me throughout the, my career. Yeah, I don't think in same, I've never actually like asked somebody to be my mentor or had anybody be like that in an official capacity in any way. But it's a similar thing where I've had someone that I've worked with that has decided that they would be more helpful to me or more open to me asking questions. Um, and comfortable with that and not like, you know, irritated if I ask too many questions, that kind of person like that, that just has happened several times over my career, which has been really, really helpful. I was saying about bosses or managers that have been really great uh, mentors and, and really helped me. I've also on the flip side had managers that have just been so horrible that I've either moved to different departments in uh, the company or left the company or luckily that manager was either let go or they left, but there has been times where it's been actually detrimental to my career where I don't feel like I'm growing. So I think it is important to have the right people in your career. Yeah, I think it's also important to, I actually don't know if I do a really good job at this, but in theory I want to, is to reach out to people. And you know, again, you don't have to ask them to be your mentor, but to reach out to people that you don't work with on a daily basis. Cause I think that's kind of the natural tendency is everyone, a lot of people will find mentors uh, or even like you know unofficial mentors that they that they ask a lot of questions to the people that they work with and maybe that's their manager or their lead but I think it's important to kind of step outside of your because I, I think it does force you to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit to talk to somebody maybe or to approach somebody that is, you know that you, you maybe don't know as well but I think it also takes away like the politics of it of your working environment so you know there's it's more of just your opportunity to grow, you know, as a, as an engineer versus like, you know, all the politics that come around with just working with somebody, um, every day. 
So you mean almost like it's better to have someone outside of the company? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, you know, you go, I, I've, I've thought about this in numerous times. I've just never acted on it. But you go to a conference and like, you know, usually people that talk are always like, oh, yeah, like I, I love mentoring people or or just people you meet at conferences. It doesn't have to be conferences. It can be anything, meetups, whatever. Right. And then, you know, just I think just coming or uh, at least for me anyway, it's like taking that initial step to like reach out to that person and say, hey. Uh, you know, can you be my mentor or, or can you, can I just like shoot some ideas off, off of you, you know, from time to time. But I think it's important because you just, I think you learn a little bit differently than somebody you work with every day. And, you know, you get a new perspective. It's kind of the advantage that we have, I think, being on Friday and Happy Hour too. It's just kind of the same thing as we all kind of learn from each other because we're all different. Well, most of us, some of us are at different companies. <laughs> hey, I'm the man from Netflix today. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there's two LinkedIn people. So. <laughs> but, you know, you, you learn about things that you wouldn't necessarily learn about because you just you just do things one way uh, in your at your uh, where you're working or what you're working on. Yeah, I like what you said, too, is like reaching out to someone. I think it doesn't even have to be in the capacity of saying, will you be my mentor? I think just reaching out to them on Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever it is, email and asking, hey, like I I have this, you know, I'm working on this project and love to get your thoughts on it. Or what do you think about this? I'm applying for this certain job. Do you think that's the right move? I think people are always open to give advice. I mean, take it with a grain of salt. You don't have to listen to everything that people say, but it, it doesn't hurt. And I think there's a lot of people out there that will give advice. I, I have a lot of people that are mentors that don't even know they're my mentor because, you know, I'll follow them. I'll, I'll you know, if, if ever they publish anything um, or, or tweet about anything, like I'll always go to the, you know, these um, few people first and or always will go and, you know, continue to read the article or whatever and, and, and interested in what they have to say. So I think to your point, maybe it's just like replying to that, just so, you know, they kind of know that, that at least they're helping and, and that they're, what they're saying is, uh, is is helping me so even like when they're just random tweets you're actually saying hey that was super helpful to almost say yeah keep, try keep, to, keep this going not super good either, <laughs> sort of the, on that unintentional mentor vibe too ryan ancom on the show is someone that i had worked with uh, several years ago and he'd always been extremely encouraging to me for like hey there's this conference would you want to speak at it and i had never spoke at a conference before and he was like hey you should apply you should do this i probably never would have done it had someone not actually been like no, you, you can you can do this. Try it. Um, so that kind of encouragement, like unintentional mentorship of like just encouraging you to do things that you're kind of uncomfortable with or um, sometimes never you done need before. that push. Yeah. yeah it, and it does help. You trust Ryan and you're like, OK, yeah, sure. I'll try that. Right. Exactly. And, and what did you think afterwards? You did actually speak after. I did. I did. It was great. I was super stressed out about it. But then afterwards, it was a really positive experience. And I met a lot of cool people. And yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think that's really important too. On the on the flip side, for people that are speaking and are publishing things, you know, to to do what Ryan did and and reach out to people that they know would be a good speaker or they know would would um, you know benefit from whatever information that they can share with them, which doesn't always happen. So I think that's important for us, for you know, for people that are more in senior roles to to make sure that they're they always thinking about that. Be interested to know how is it useful having a mentor? I tend to get inside my own head very often and it gets to the point where it's just a blocker in terms of me being able to move forward on the feature I'm working on. And so the people on my team I've had conversations with about this have actually gotten into the habit that they will ask and check in with me which forces me out of that like immersed like heads down experience because it's really hard as good as your intentions are to like time block yourself spend time on a problem step away from it and revisit it 
so just having those kinds of people around you to force you to take that mental break is super important to me because otherwise I'll just spend hours not really getting anything done thinking I am but I'm not making any progress at all or even being intimidated to like be like oh if I ask this this is probably super basic I should be able to figure this out because I feel like I'm asking for help all the time and so then I feel like I'm bothering people but every single time they're like no you should always absolutely ask us for help and it's just a very weird paradigm to get your head around and be okay with you know I think it's always that you want to spend enough time on your own to try and figure it out, yeah. but you also don't want to spend hours on hours banging your head against the wall mm-hmm. when someone, you could lean over to a colleague and say, hey, I'm having troubles with this. Can you help? And that that is so powerful. I still do it all the time. It's And usually it's the simplest thing that you, are, you regret asking. There's been times where I regret it, and I'm like, I should have just known that. But if I sat there for another hour or half an hour trying to figure it out, that was a waste of time and it could have just been five minutes with someone else a second set of eyes kind of the same point it really helps with uh, imposter syndrome that everyone goes through or you think you go through a lot as a junior developer you know you go through a lot throughout your entire career but i think it, at, at one at one point i think you kind of start to just not care as much anymore but you know everyone goes through it and my point is that it's if you have a mentor that's somebody that you really look up to and you you know and you and they tell you that oh look like this is natural everyone's going through this i think just that reassurance is is really helpful especially since it's someone that you probably really respect yeah and hopefully you have a good experience when you ask that you notice that it's not to sarah's point is every time i ask it's not like someone's pissed off at me for asking it's like if you do experience that i mean that's really shitty i I don't think i've ever experienced that so it's like good reassurance to remember that people want to help they're they're not mad at you for asking Everyone has to learn sometime. Cheers. Cheers. We've kind of talked about having a mentor. What makes a good mentor? Like, what are some traits that actually make a good mentor? Someone that you would look up to and ask questions. I think someone that kind of has the tone of voice and empathy is huge. Like someone that doesn't huff when they when you ask them a question <laughs> or like, God, they're asking me again or some sort of way of giving you this advice in a way that makes it seem like, hey, I was once there too. Because there's there's sometimes you ask somebody a question, they're like, and you propose a way that you've thought about, fit, you know, a- addressing it. And they're like, actually, you should really do it this way. And you're like, oh, don't actually me. <laughs> <laughs> don't actually me. That's a perfect one. Anyone who says that, you're like, nope, nope, not a good mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you hit on some really good things. Just empathy is huge. Someone who is also generous with their time and has a real positive attitude. I think that's always really helpful in finding someone that you actually want to ask questions for. I also think someone who's really passionate about the work they do. Uh, Time and time again, if someone is passionate about what they do, they're more than happy to help someone new and learning. I I just, cheers. But yeah, they're always going to be happy to help. And I think those are all good things to look for. Another one is someone who celebrates success. I think someone, you know, we all have great colleagues that will actually be happy when you do speak at a conference or you push some major release out and they're happy for you. It's like, holy shit, you did that. And like just those encouragement things are very, very helpful. They're just saying nice work when someone does something that's little. Feedback is something that I... Like, I'll get, like, one word, and I'll take that, and I'll, like, live off it for a very long time. I think people sometimes have a hard time giving feedback to people, but it doesn't have to be anything official. It can just be, like, 
that was a really awesome, you know, RB after they've done a code review. Like, I used to freak out about submitting code for code reviews because everybody has eyes on it. It's really intimidating. So when somebody says that was a really awesome RB, that's huge to me. So, like, the next time I was much less intimidating because I knew I could do it and I knew people were saying, you did a good job. You might want to explain what RB is. I was actually just going to ask that. <laughs> RB is an internal tool that we use to post code review for So is that like a PR? Yeah. 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 I think even even as you're going through uh, an RB, <laughs> uh, even if, if you're going as you're going through somebody's code or it, it not even just this is this is a great um, you know this is a great addition to to the feature, but even like I try to always just you know make little comments like of little things that I see. So I try to balance out the negative so to speak or the constructive you know whatever feedback to, with the positive like oh this this you did this really well mm-hmm. like, i think the constructive feedback is good i mean it done in a right way is hey why did you know this could be done better why did you do it this way i'm all for that on my pull request but you're you're right if you get a ton of like negative or constructive you're like did i do anything right like it it is nice to know like oh this is really nice and i really like seeing this but it's also i also don't want a bunch of fluff either i don't want every line in my code being like oh wow you did so great i love that uh, variable name like don't really need that uh, kind of positive feedback it is good to have some constructive feedback as yeah. well yeah like genuine positive yeah exactly yeah I, and it helps I think it helps you giving the feedback because then the person, you know, people, a lot of people, uh, even I would say even everyone at times is not good at taking feedback, right? Because sometimes it can get personal or you think it's personal and it's really not. But so it helps you as the person giving the feedback to mix in some positive feedback because then that person is not going to think that you're out to get them or that you're just, you know, it's just a really horrible person. Well, you'll be reviewing their code as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. It always is tables, always turns. Exactly. Um, I think another thing that makes Mentor really good is someone that not only will like help you understand, say, like a new concept or help you fix your code and a code review and, and show you a better way to do something, but also show you how they arrived at that, like resource sharing, like saying, this is a better way to do it. And also, these are some really cool places that I learned how to get to that point. That's, I think, huge too, like sh- sharing resources and giving you tools for to, to learn and get better. That is really good too, is that you're not just getting feedback on that pull request. It's like, well, this is why it's probably a better idea or like thinking through how to do it the better route and this is how you came to that conclusion or also why it's better maybe for scale or whatever. Yeah. Time and time again, I even love jumping on like a whiteboard with someone else and, and just walking through that process and someone kind of explaining that it's so useful. Mm-hmm. How would you go about finding mentors? I know, Derek, you kind of mentioned even just like following someone on Twitter or uh, we talked about managers or pe- colleagues, but I'd be interested to know if you really were looking for a mentor, how do you go about finding one? It's sort of a tough question because I had, I had a woman approach me through was going to recommend going to meetups and be like, okay, then you'll meet people that are doing the same thing as you are. And maybe from there you can be bold and be like, Hey, would you mind, you know, helping me out from time to time. But there was a woman that had approached me through a meetup and she was like, Hey, how can I find a mentor someone that could like spend dedicated time with me throughout a week or whatever. And I didn't have a good answer for her because I was like, how do you connect up? And 
time is precious and it's a very, it's kind of a big gift. And so to, to know that you could recommend somebody that actually will be willing to spend that time and, and do it well is sort of hard. So I think it's an interesting question and I don't have, actually have a lot of good answers. Um, I have one recommendation at the end uh, for the show and I'll save it for then, but I'm curious what you guys have come across. Well, I like too that you said that it's it's also a time commitment. It is a time commitment on that mentor and the mentee. You're both working together and you can learn from each other too. Like it's we're we're talking one way of like learning from a mentor, but oh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been saying it enough. So yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it, it goes both ways and it is a time commitment because I also don't think a, to have a proper mentor, you need to actually spend sufficient time. You can't just, you know, shove them away and be like, oh, hey, hey, hey go look at this. It, you want to spend some t- quality time and learning from each other. Cheers. A hundred percent, Brian. So I'm just trying to think through, you know, in my head, if somebody came up to me at a, at a meetup and said, hey, can can you mentor me? I, I think I, what I would want is is a little bit of work on the mentor's part to, to tell me like exactly what they want from me because there's so many different things, right? Do they want like code reviews? Do they want um, help progressing their career? Do they want, you know, like just a little bit of, of, I think, work to show that they're, you know, interested and, and that they really want this and this is something. And then, you know, and maybe I'm not the right person to help them with that. Maybe Maybe they're working on something that I really don't, and, and all they want is, is code reviews and, you know, but you can probably find them somebody that, that maybe can help them better. So because I've had, I've been to meetups before and maybe, I, I don't think I've ever had somebody come up to me and say, hey, can you be my mentor? But I have had somebody, people come up to me and say, hey, like, um, just, um, you know, just starting out and I, and I was just wondering if like I could just send you like my stuff. And, you know, that's fine. But like, what do you want? What do you want out of this experience? You know, like, I'm happy to look at your stuff, but I just need, I think I just. You're looking at their stuff. What is it that you're looking for? Do you want me to look at ways to improve the code? Do you want me to just say, hey, I really like this idea or you should change this? What are they actually trying to get information out of you? I feel like there's been a lot of attempts to get some sort of like mentoring app or our site out there, but it never seems to work because of this reason, because, you know, I, I, there's so many people that want mentors and not enough, you know, and, and it's, it is a big time con, uh, commitment if you're a mentor. So I think maybe, you know, something that'll help with that, something that could help with that is if there's a place where you can go and like kind of like explain what you want. I don't know what it is, but it just seems like, cause if not, why doesn't it exist? Right? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's a good idea. Next startup idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually helped mentor quite a few people throughout my career. And I've had good and bad experiences. And one thing I think, Derek, you were getting at, too, is like being clear, what do you want? One thing that I want to see if I'm helping someone is I want to see them putting in the work and effort. I'm not doing their work for them. And if they're not putting in all the effort and I'll put in as much effort as they put in, always will. I'll find time to do that. And there's been some people where they they put in so much effort and they'll send me code to look at. They'll ask me questions about jobs that they're interviewing for. I've even jumped on calls with them to talk about interview questions and things that they should prepare for, all that kind of stuff. I'm all happy to do that. But if, if they're not being prepared or not putting in the time and effort and they're just like, I don't know, just help me. That's a really, really vague question. And I don't want to spend the effort necessarily to help them if they're not willing to put in some effort as well. And there's been people that I've definitely tried to help grow in their coding skills and they're just not not putting in the effort. So I kind of fall off and it's not my job to like babysit and make sure that they're doing their work. It's, you know, if they're showing me code and they want me to look at it, I'll do that. Yeah, it's the same thing like when you're when you're working on problem at work and and 
hopefully you don't just just look at it uh you know the problem you're trying to solve real quickly and go right away immediately and ask somebody a question some people do and that's annoying as hell but but you yeah. know for the most part you you put some time into research i think most of i think all of us would do that you put some time into researching what you need to ask and but it kind of applies the same way to to asking for a mentor yeah no that makes a lot of sense and I, I like the idea too, is like Stacy even kind of mentioned like meetups and conferences and, and things like that. You do meet a lot of people and that's a good area to start. Connect with them on LinkedIn, connect with them on Twitter. I mean, asking people questions, it's not that hard to just shoot back and forth a bit. It doesn't have to be a very official thing where it's like, can you be my mentor? It could just go back to just asking some questions and building off of that. I think there's some programs out there that are starting to address the reasons why people ask for mentors. So like, I think there's a lot of people that want to mentor because they want to, I need to learn how to do web development. And that's not, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a mentorship relationship, but more like I need help learning an entire curriculum. And so I think programs like, you know, Girl Development and some of these other programs that offer low cost teaching offer small class size and kind of like direct access to someone who's in the industry and can help convey you know, best practices on, you know, and you, and you learn, but it's a small group and you don't have to do that like one-on-one on one-on-one mentorship. It's, I, I want to learn this body of knowledge. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was two there. So. <laughs> There's two. <Cheers. laughs> I totally agree. I think the, what a mentor should be is maybe somebody helping you decide what programs to, you know, maybe, maybe coming into, uh, you know, not doing any sort of, um, software development before you probably don't even know what girl development is right so like just helping having somebody help you find and now like with the the boot camps that exist there's so many of them and they all have different curriculum and and you know i think it's i think that's a good question to ask a mentor you know like what's what's the best thing to learn and and probably a couple of different people right because everyone has their opinion and uh, you shouldn't expect your mentor to teach you uh, the skill. Yeah, because I've been asked to, you know, te- help me learn JavaScript, yeah. and I was like, whoa, that's a, that's like right. a really big. Commitment. You're like, how much what kind of JavaScript do you want to learn? <laughs> <laughs> like, how many frameworks? Uh, server side versus client side. There's endless amounts of possibilities. I have been asked that, or I've even been asked like, what frameworks to start to look at, and that's a tough question to really answer. I still do. I'll give them my opinion and I usually share that. This is my opinion and this is why I would choose this framework over this framework, especially in a state where the person's in. Some some are easier to grow in and build that JavaScript actual language and then there's some that just make it really easy to create something. Are you just wanting to build something really fast? Well, then there's certain frameworks that will help you. So I think it depends on what you're trying to get after and, and that's usually how I ask the question. Yeah, so maybe mentorship is more about like guidance and resources as opposed to being like a direct teacher. Yeah, I like that. A lot of people that uh, have reached out to me as a result of guests appearing on the show are boot camp people because that's my that was my background getting into web dev. And so like I've had people like, hey, can I buy you coffee? Let's talk about where I'm at and uh, your experience and advice getting from boot camp to like job ready because there's there's a gap like oh yeah you don't graduate from boot camp and they do uh, promise you that a little bit like I, I think some of the boot camps like over promise a little bit and I, I it's think, a lot of work to yeah get. well and so my experience at a boot camp halfway through I decided I wanted to do front ends and I was at a full stack boot camp 
full stack was very loosely covering a small module of front end. All of my front end stuff is self-taught. And so I spent months after I graduated, you know, working on JavaScript because I'd spent like nine intensive weeks learning Ruby. I don't want to work in Ruby. So now I have to go and take my knowledge of now I know how to go and learn something and use that to get myself ready for a job. Cheers. <laughs> but yeah, so like it's not necessarily always the technical aspect of mentorship. It's like, how did you get from where you were to where you are now? I think it's really cool and I encourage people to reach out to me because I'm happy to give advice and talk about my experience because it's hard. It's a hard transition to make. Um, but you should reach out to more than just one person because everybody's experience is different. I like that. I think that's really good advice too, is like you can share your experiences and what you went through and hopefully that helps. But the more experiences you hear about, hopefully you can learn from everyone's experiences and, and find the right one that works for you best. And if all you're asking for is a cup of coffee and a little bit of my time, I'll gladly give it. Yeah. I'm asking for a glass of whiskey. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, anyone on this podcast would be willing for drinks. Yeah, they're they're I, more I than a lot happy, too. I got a lot more honest, too. So True. The more drinks that you have. Yeah. yeah, I think sharing the path story is important for a lot of people that are beginning because I've gotten a lot of questions of, like, how did you get to where you are? And this hesitancy to enter this field, thinking that there are certain prerequisites and that and those prerequisites are a CS degree from Stanford or something like that. You know, like having that. So to be a mentor to someone, to let them know that there are multiple paths and that you can be successful um, in different ways. I think that's part of being a good mentor, too. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's becoming less and less of a requirement. So hopefully, I, th- I mean, I didn't graduate with a CS degree. And uh, I mean, I think I can decently do what I do. I, I wouldn't be smart enough to be in Stanford <laughs> like CS. Like, you kidding me? I'd be interested to know too. There's we've talked a lot about mentorship for technical skills and coding. Do we need a different mentor to talk about soft skills like growing in your career? Should that be the same person? Should that be a completely different mentor? Or maybe it's a little bit of both. I think personal preference. If you're comfortable being a little vulnerable maybe with people that you know you have to work with day by day, then sure, but not everybody might feel that's the case to like have a mini freak out with somebody on their team and then go back to like being professional. So it might be beneficial to go and find somebody that's on a different team or not even at your company. Yeah, and then I think it also takes away the like, you know, maybe there's somebody on your team that you don't get along with, or maybe not just you don't get along, but maybe it's like that person that we talked about earlier that you ask a question to and they, you know, sh- you know, shrug it off and, and act like you're an idiot. You know, if it's if it's your boss or if it's somebody else on your team, that's that's hard to talk about, right? Because maybe they're friends or you know. So that's I guess what I was trying to get at earlier with the whole politics part of it. You, you kind of take all of that away and you can be really honest and you know, not that not that you want to talk about somebody behind their back, but just you can be honest about the situation without worrying about it getting back to that person or offending somebody. Sure. I also think you should be able to lean on your boss to be able to talk candid like that. I know that's not always the case, though. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Maybe your boss is a different story, but maybe it's somebody, maybe it's a lead on it, maybe it's a co-worker. And and maybe maybe it's not that, like, you want to tell your boss that like because i think a lot of people would feel like they're throwing that person under the bus yeah no i think that's why sometimes it is good to separate and have some like another sounding board outside of the actual company 
But I also think the advantage of, of it being a peer is that that feedback could get trickled back down in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And that person, having received that feedback, they are able to grow themselves as a person. Not everybody would maybe take that kind of feedback well, but I think there are cases where it could work out. Yeah. I mean, I think you're always going to have somebody on your team that is your your mentor, but not like officially, right? Like you're always, I, I mean, every team that I've ever been on, there's always been somebody, whether it's my lead or my boss or, or another person on the team that I just respect and, and just think that, you know, for whatever reason that they just do a really good job and that, and that I take advice from them maybe more than somebody else on the team. I think everyone's uh, kind of in that situation. Yeah, I think that's, that's a valid point is you always find people that you work with, which you want to, right? When yeah. Anytime you're looking for a job, I, or at least when I am, I want to find great people to work with and people that I can trust and learn from. I think the good thing about having a mentor outside uh, of the team is that maybe maybe your mentor has been through a similar situation and you know you can ask him or her like how they've dealt with it. And so maybe it is something that you need to address with your manager because that person really shouldn't be part of the team or shouldn't be part of the company. You know, But I think just getting that reassurance of like, okay, this you know you've been through this before. How did you handle this in the past i think that's more valuable than how do i learn javascript because there's ways you can learn javascript there's plenty of ways that you can learn javascript you just need to know how and and but again google will help you (laughs) (laughs) And and i think if you're if you've never if you're at your first job um in tech and you want advice about like maybe you want to be a manager someday or something like that if you get advice from somebody outside the company you at least like your perspective is only one one perspective at this point because you're only at, at one company so you only know how like they do management or they do growing people in careers and blah 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 so it's like if you have somebody outside of that at least they can say like hey what your company does is kind of interesting or different and this is how we do it i don't know it, that that i think is pretty helpful you get a totally different perspective and you hear a different experience too of how person a made it to like being a manager at that company or or like the perspective of sometimes uh like at one company this person might think that the only path to making more money as an example would be to be a, in going to management yeah. where somebody outside the company might be like hey actually at my company they offer like principal engineer paths where you don't have to do that and if you really like tech you can do this like you wouldn't have known that if you'd never worked anywhere else. I think companies are trying to get better and better at this, right? And like, I know Google has like their top, what is their top position? Like fellow or something? Yeah. Like they're like, they're like in the same lateral, laterally they're the same as like a senior vice president, which is cool. But like most companies, there's like a certain level, I think where like, like the CEO is a a people manager, right? So they're not coding. So there's a certain point where I, I don't know, is that, that you kind of have to if you want, if you, but I think, you know, you also have to be okay with not being the CEO of a company. You know, if you're, if you're really good at engineering and that shouldn't be the reason that you don't make more money and don't get promoted. Right. I think that's the thing yeah. is like, you should be able to grow as an engineer and continue doing amazing things and your pay should continue to grow with that. I, I honestly think that you should get paid more than managers, directors, VPs, if you're amazing at doing that yeah, I agree. And, and continue to grow in that area. And I think that's that's where a mentor would be able, a good mentor will be able to help you understand those paths. One thing too is like we've kind of got on the topic of management and we've talked about having managers as mentors. I, I've definitely read that that's actually a terrible idea is having your men, manager or boss be your mentor. 
I'm on the fence on this one because I think, like I said earlier, I've had managers, directors, bosses that have been really, really great mentors. And they do have my best interests at heart. I think sometimes it plays into a little bit of what Derek was talking about of like the political aspect is that they're they're trying to make their team grow, make, you know, find the right position for the company, that kind of aspect. But I think there are great bosses out there that really do care about you and want you to succeed. And if it's not at that company or on that team, they're gonna help you grow and find a new spot for you. So I, I'm on the fence on that. I think I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I mean, I pretty much said what I what my thoughts are and I'd, I'd lean more towards being against it. But that said, I think we've talked about like unofficial mentors a lot, right? And so like, I think that there's obviously managers that you have, hopefully there's managers that you have that you learn from and, and that you, you learn a great deal from, right? And I gotta call you, cheers, man. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> cheers. But like an official mentor, I just think it's it's for the reasons that I already talked about. I just think it's, it's just not. I think though, that said, I think a manager should, I, I like encourage managers to mentor people on different teams because they have the experience of sure. like, of, of, you know, they clearly have, have been through, uh, probably have been through a lot, you know, and, and, and are pretty experienced. So I think that they can really share a lot of valuable information with, with others. Yeah, I like that idea too. As I think also you can, it's, you can have more than one person to bounce these ideas off is like, maybe it is your manager, but don't just trust yeah. that. Go to someone else or go to like another team or completely external person yeah from i definitely company. think you should i mean if you have that trust with your manager and you're learning from your manager and you're able to talk openly with your manager i think that's an awesome thing i would never say that you shouldn't do that but like a mentor in like an official capacity it just seems like it's weird have any of you had any negative experiences with a mentor i can't i can't say that i have because like i don't ever i haven't gravitated since since i haven't had an official mentor like will you be my mentor it's I gravitate towards people that are just going to be nice and helpful to me. So I haven't those people on the team that have when I've asked them a question and they've been condescending or something, I'll just avoid them then. And so like I'm they're never gonna be my mentor. So I guess I can't say I have like a bad experience with a mentor because I just sort of naturally go towards You've had bad experience asking for help, but yeah. you learn quickly not to ask them right. for help anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I've had experiences in the past. I had to figure figure out how I phrase this. <laughs> this person doesn't really. So I've looked up to this person um, as far as like figuring out how to how to get started and and very valuable in the beginning of my career. But I didn't really like this person's work ethic. Um, I just felt like they were a little bit lazy sometimes, and and uh, so that was kind of hard too because it was like I you know I had learned a lot. I had 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 um, I. I just have to watch how much I say because this person can easily be identified. Yeah, exactly. But I think you get what I'm saying. I've already figured out. <laughs> well, now it's going to be even easier. <laughs> but at the same time, you learn not to follow what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I think that's a really valuable point. Is you? It's it's just as important to learn what to do as it is to learn what not to do. Yeah. Cheers. Twice. I agree. <laughs> learning learning the kind of developer you don't want to be is just as important as. Or person even it doesn't even have to be you know yeah. like just uh, yeah getting back to the soft skills and everything too is like this is how you grow in your career is it's not just technical it's it is how you personally are and how you interact with people one last question to finish the episode do you actually think you need a mentor as a junior engineer to grow into a senior engineer i don't think it can hurt 
by any stretch of the imagination. I think the more people in your network that even if it's just passively, you know, you're out at dinner with a group of friends that work on for an unhappy hour and you just have conversation, like even in that capacity, like mentorship is great. It doesn't have to be like that official, you know, maybe you're an intern and you're assigned a senior um, engineer to help you. Like you can go ask other engineers that horizontally work on the same team or don't. I think that also goes to help like you as an intern potentially get an offer at the end of your internship, you know? The more people that can speak to what you contribute and to you as a culture fit goes a long, long way. It shouldn't be undervalued. Yeah, I would say 100% yes. And it doesn't have to be the official mentor, but if you don't look up to, like, you know, it, the flip side of that is you're not like looking at anyone for guidance through your career. And I don't, I don't think you're going to get very far, you know. It, and maybe it's as simple as following people on Twitter. Maybe it's as simple as, you know, going to conferences and meetups and like having your favorite speakers. It, it doesn't have to be somebody that you meet with at, at a coffee shop or, you know, somebody that you buy whiskey for at a coffee at a Hint, hint, we will take whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you, you've, you have to, I think you have to have, I would say multiple people that you respect and look up to and to help you figure out what you want to do with your career. Even if it's not that official mentor-mentee relationship, it's being inspired by somebody, following them, um, maybe reaching out to them at some point, but just being excited and, and finding those people that inspire you and, and following them on Twitter or whatever you know mediums that you get your information from, I think that's pretty huge. It's Because this career is not, it's not this, you learn it and you're done and you kind of do this repetitive thing over and over. You're constantly like, reteaching yourself at least in front end reteaching yourself your entire stack of stuff you know how to do every few years so if you don't have people that you look up to and follow and get inspired by i think it's harder yeah i think that's that's a good point and i love too that even derek and sarah both mentioned even like this podcast like i feel like the group of people that we work on this podcast with i learn from all the time and and inspired by like the work that each of us are doing and we do lean on each other so even all you know leaning more senior engineers you're, you're still learning from each other which i think is amazing i think that's something that we continue to grow and i, I don't think i ever could know everything that there is to know in front-end development at all i mean if you feel that way there's a problem yeah there's <laughs> probably a problem is well then you just like look to like the latest medium article or something on twitter there's probably some new framework yeah. out there that i don't even know about so yeah. you know i can't know everything <laughs> All right, as we wrap up today's episode, we like to share pics of things that we find interesting that we'd like to share with everyone. Let's go around the table and share our picks for today's episode. Stacy, you want to start it off? Sure. This one's not related to mentorship at all. It's related to putting your headphones on and coding. Uh, the newest uh, Bonobo uh, album, Migration, is really good. It's really chill. Um, I think it's a really great thing to, to code to and listen to. Um, so that's my first pick. And then my second pick is Girls in Tech is a good organization where um, they actually do offer mentorship programs. And I'm, I'm sure it's different, like depending on what city chapter and what they what they put their efforts towards. But I know that they have mentorship programs and programs where you can align and get assigned to somebody and start you know, learning from them. And I think that's just like nice direct avenue to, to getting a mentor. 
Cool. So mine are not mentor related, but I haven't been on the show since uh, since last year. So you have so. like a ton of uh, picks, sweetie. <laughs> So my first pick is Istanbul. Uh, I went to Istanbul. I went to a bunch. We, we traveled uh, all across Europe, and we went to a bunch of uh, places, and everything was great. And I had actually never traveled outside the United States other than England and Canada. So uh, and Canada was just Niagara Falls. <laughs> so I guess Niagara Falls of, is nice. <laughs> um, I, I think it's more of a gen- general thing of just like step outside of your comfort zone and travel. You learn so much. Um, you know, before we went to Istanbul, everyone was like, "I can't believe you're going to Istanbul like that. You're, you're going to get shot and you're going to die." But um, <laughs> but it was it's such an amazing city. Everyone is is so friendly there. The most fr- the friendliest of everyone that we met throughout the entire trip uh, was in Istanbul. And you know, obviously, you need to be alert anywhere you go because things can happen, and, and terrorism is definitely a thing. But it can happen anywhere, and it can uh, happen in your backyard. So. And so I don't think that should scare people away from travel. That's exactly what what they want. Okay. Anyway, uh, my second one is kind of a rant too because I, I last episode um, everyone was bashing Apple, so I have to come up with an Apple pick. I feel like I have to, um, and I know you guys talked about it last week. But the AirPods, um, actually waited in line for the AirPods, but uh, I wanted to get them before Europe. That's my. To, to be clear, I was actually I know, saying how were, great you they were. were. You were. <laughs> uh, they are really good, and for all the reasons that Ryan mentioned in the last episode, if you take them out of your ear, everything, uh, the everything, whatever you're listening to, automatically pauses. So if you're listening to Front End Happy Hour, you don't have to miss a thing. So anyway, really cool. I really like them. And then the my my last pick is a shameless plug for um, the LinkedIn redesign that just uh, started rolling out this week. It's been in the works for a couple of years, and it is 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 awesome. It looks a lot nicer. It brings us up to like current times as far as the design patterns and stuff and it's all built in ember so um it's a it was yeah, a yeah, huge ember. yeah it was a huge undertaking you know to scale ember to the point where it did for and we've talked about that a couple of times in the episode so if you don't get it yet um you will soon linkedin.com yeah unfortunately i don't get it yet <laughs> but it looks beautiful yeah. <laughs> i'm excited to get it sarah what do you have for us this episode i already lost an airpod by the way I, it was it was found but i bought a cable for my Wireless headphones. I'm not person. <laughs> I'm not person. For, for everyone that can't see her, though, she has very small ears, so. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So, two things I want to share. We talked about Girl Develop It a little earlier. I actually went to Girl Develop It prior to Dev Bootcamp to get some fundamental knowledge before I, I went, and everything was much more intensive. There's chapters all over the country. In fact, there's like one in, in the Bay Area, there's one in Oakland, there's one in San Francisco, there's one in San Jose, just in the Bay Area alone. So uh, definitely look into them. Reach out to the chapter leaders. If there's something that you think you would like that they're missing, they might entertain putting it into the curriculum. And what's really cool is since I've been going to classes, I now give back. I have been a teaching assistant at probably once every six months they reach out. San Francisco actually has so much demand for teaching assistance that I can only do once every six months so everybody gets a turn, which I think is an amazing problem to have. My second pick is LinkedIn announced this week they're piloting a program called REACH, which is intended to provide opportunity to people with non-traditional backgrounds take part in a six-month apprenticeship at LinkedIn, a paid internship with benefits that may potentially lead to opportunities after the fact. It is a pilot, but you should definitely go check it out. Um, we'll, I'll get the link to Ryan. So if anyone's interested in applying, definitely. It's huge that a company this big is st- 
starting to like play with programs like this. I really hope it takes off. And I will be officially a mentor assigned a mentee with this program. So there's that too. Yay. Right on. Nice. You know what's really funny is yesterday, yeah, I think it was yesterday, I saw someone walking around with a LinkedIn Reach shirt. Right. And I wondered, I'm like, what is Reach? So there you go. Now I understand what it is. Yep. All right, for my picks, I don't have anything related to mentors, unfortunately. I do have a Netflix original that I watched this weekend. I believe it was only a few episodes, but it's called The Investigator. It's about a murder that happened in the UK. It happened like in 1985 or something. And the guy didn't get convicted till like, 10 or 15 years later. It's just a really interesting story. And this guy investigates the whole murder and brings up all these interesting things. Uh, So I definitely recommend checking that out. Then yesterday, there was the Women's March uh, across the world, which is amazing. So I thought, why not pick something along those lines? Shepard Ferry, the artist who did the Obama campaign posters, if you all remember those back a few years ago, he designs a series of posters called We Are the People. I thought they were really amazing, and he actually linked to them to download the full res versions. So people had printed those and actually used them in the March uh, yesterday. So I saw lots of them, and I thought, why not link to them? They're beautiful posters, definitely worth checking out. All right, Sarah, thank you for joining us on today's episode. As a guest, this is your third time on here. Where can people get in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at Sarah L. Showers. Sarah with an H. I'm there. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. Make sure to rate us on iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at FrontendHH. Any last words? Whiskey. Whiskey? Derek wants whiskey (laughs) to help be a mentor. Yes. (laughs)